Hey friends, before we begin this episode of the Wrestling Podcast, I would encourage you to stick around to the end of the episode as we have some very exciting news about episode 100 and beyond. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey! And welcome back, friends. Really pleased to see you once again. Uh, episode 99 uh, we're dropping here. Don't believe the feed. It might tell you that we've done more than that, but we don't count those because those are aberrations, abnormalities associated with our time of Inside the Ropes. Non-canon. Non-canon. So episode 1990. <laughs> Episode 1999. Episode 99 it is. Uh, we're having a quick chat about Tokyo Joshi Pro's Wrestle Princess 3 show, as well as a couple of other goings on in the wrestling world. Gareth, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, really well, thank you, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Tired at the second. Tired. I know. Just dragging myself through the week like a like a heavy backpack being sort of dragged through the desert. That's what I feel like. I'm the backpack. <laughs> Poor um, little guy. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm sleeping reasonably well, but just maybe it's the change of the season. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a struggle at the second. And, you know, where I'm writing full time, God. You know, with what with you working in finance, you know, tangentially with everything going on right now in the UK, it's uh, a hard time on the work front, I imagine. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Every time I write something, it's changed within a minute or so, but that's great. I can live with that. But yeah, it's uh, it's tiring. Anyway, but we've got some good wrestling to talk about. We do, you do. So that's positive. Um, so let's jump into it here. So this is the TJPW show, big show. Well, another one of their big shows from the from the their calendar. And it had a really big main event in particular with uh, Yuka Sakazaki challenging uh, Shoko Nakajima. Yeah. But let's just get into the show more generally. So Gareth, where, where would you like to start? Well, just... Taking a kind of a, a bit of an overall look at the show, actually, um, I thought this was a super fun card, top to bottom. There was, you know, nothing here I would go out of my way to skip. Definitely, you know, like it's not it's not a card where, like, you know, but it just made me really appreciate actually this how much I enjoy the TJPW undercard. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The sort of opening couple of tag matches, you know, I really, I really love all these guys they're they're so much fun um you know i'm a real big fan loki fan of uh mocha miyamoto like she i think you know she's fantastic and really looking forward to seeing more and more out of her julia nagano you know everybody everybody in that opening tag match actually like i think they've got a bright future ahead of them i'm looking forward to seeing seeing where they go it kind of feels like arisando is the one that it's kind of been picked out yeah. as, as the next the next person going up. But I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and you know, Kaya Toribami as well, like is seems better than she has any right to be. Yeah. You know, oh, for... much better. Yeah. And Juria as well. I really like that, you know, this was her first victory, uh, is my understanding. Yeah, you know, I think she's got a bright future as well. Really looking forward to seeing where Julia goes. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, all all good. Another, you know, fun match. I love love seeing um Yuna Manasseh on this card as well. A big fan of her. We've spoken to her in the past. But yeah, just a lot of lot of fun here. Definitely, man. Yeah, 100%. I'm starting to think 
that. I mean, uh, so I, I certainly enjoyed the tags, but my pick of the undercard is the Ryu Mizunami Suzumi match. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that I actually enjoy, you know, these matches, these kind of opening portion of the card matches that are slightly shorter, maybe a little more intense. I think I enjoy them more than the main events these days. Mm. I don't know why that is, mm. but you know, I kind of watch this in reverse. So I watched the top four matches and then kind of went back um, because those are the ones that I thought we're definitely going to talk about those. So I need to get those watched and then kind of looped it back around. So I didn't exactly do this in order. And I just found myself really enjoying Mm. that match. And it was a great match anyway. But the more I reflect on it, the more often this becomes the case that these kind of early card matches that have a a bit of pep in their step and a little bit more full on perhaps because they're slightly squeezed for time. They really appeal to me. Mm. Suzumi is having hell of a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into this then, because this is this is a lot of fun. Um, I th- I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I like what they're doing with Suzumi. And it's interesting going into this show. My view was that I didn't want the truth Mia Watanabe to win the international really? pop title. Yeah, I didn't want her to win it because. I support England. No, because I wanted, um, I want her to be the next person to get the the pop title. Yeah. Um, that's and I kind of viewed the this is a, a an unnecessary stopgap. Might keep her there for too long. I think let's go. Let's just go now. Mm. But and you know my view was also that you know Suzumi should take that belt from Alex Windsor. Mm-hmm. But having watched this. I now feel differently. Um, I'm very comfortable with both sets of results. Yeah, you know, Suzumi's story is a lot of fun. You know, she really is coming on this year. And the match against Rio was great, really fun little sprint. And particularly towards the back end of it, she showed so much. Oh, so yeah. much sort of heat and fire. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really, really sort of um, variety coming on well. in leaps and bounds. Um, you know, I'd love to see them run this back maybe at Grand Princess in March, you know, and have yeah. her get the victory, perhaps, you know. It'd be interesting to see her kind of go th- through a, a series of the big freelancers, yeah. take on Rio, take on Rena, Asuka, you know, really mm. get put through her paces, but come out on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready for the international princess uh, yeah. title. You know? you know, and I, it's got me thinking, you know, we could perhaps see, you know, Suzumi go... Uh, in the next uh, Tokyo Princess Cup, perhaps go to the next, you know, go around further than she went this year. Yeah, yeah. You keep sort of building on the successes um, of of 2022. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because Tokyo Joshi Pro, I think, moves quite slowly. Mm. It's fair to say in terms of progressing people. Yeah, you, I you, stopped you... short of glacially. But it's... <laughs> That's that was the word I had in mind. But... <laughs> But it moves slowly. Yeah. And sometimes when things move slowly, you can make the mistake of wanting to hurry things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was probably where I was at going into this. Like, let's just go. Let's go. Um, with, with both Miu and with um Suzumi. But actually having watched the show and having watched those two matches, I think we're probably in the right place. Um, so that's that's good. But yeah, I thought it was really a really fun undercard yeah. match. Yeah. And just again, it's nice to have these singles matches with a bit of meaning attached to them mm. dotted around the undercard it really worked for me yeah oh 100 yeah um you know and just 
just always love to see anarchy you know she just brings so much to whatever show she's on oh my god she's brilliant she's so charismatic it's just incredible yeah <laughs> so so good and it, i loved the um the crowd reaction as well and that told a story too because crowd was so into anarchy when she first came out and you know the whole first half of the match but they gradually moved mm. to the other side and that was it really played into the yeah. whole the momentum of suzumi building throughout the throughout the contest so yeah a job well done i think sort of you know speaking of the crowd i thought they sort of played a big old part in my enjoyment of the show so mm. great sort of hearing them you know cheering and jeering uh, as did what may be my favorite commentary team now yeah they're a lot Brooks of fun. And Aki is so much fun. And they had a lot as well, because it is a lot of fun and it kind of works in it meshes well with the the product. The lightheartedness it, of Yeah, the... it's not too serious, but it is when it needs to be. Mm. But it also, you know, Brooks is really good at um, you know, being very natural in terms of like for example, when Suzumi was stringing more and more offense together, he was like genuinely surprised, like, wow, yeah. I've never seen her do that. Whoa, yeah. and his sort of enthusiasm feeds mm, through it's tangible likewise with aki he does he's got like the perfect commentary noise down as well like his kind of ah that's <laughs> it's amazing and you know it's he's it, you for any fan that's listened to japanese commentary that sort of enthusiasm genuine enthusiasm is probably what you like the most certainly what i like the most about it and he's one of the few commentators that commentate in english that managed to transport mm. that enthusiasm over it's great so yeah I, I love them as a commentary scene oh 100 yeah loads of fun um but yeah like that's it you know like they're saying suzumi was busting out offense that they'd never seen before um so you love to see it in like a big singles match like that like yeah. that's the time to do it isn't it i wonder if she lo- i'd love to see her like evolve costume wise um a bit like in pokemon you know, I want to see her move into like a bee drill or something. So like have like a, a more aggressive version of the bee costume. Mm-hmm. I think that I'd be really into yeah. that. Or maybe you just become a wasp because they're more <laughs> aggressive anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so moving on up the card, uh, Mizuki and Hyper Mazao in their sort of crazy match. <laughs> uh, this is so much fun. I, you know, this is like a real change of pace for the card mm. just extra wacky using all the weapons the, you know the bike came into play the kaiju came into play you know all the different bits and pieces but you know a fun hard-hitting match you know where it needed to be yeah really really loved this you know you could tell they were having a good time exactly and that's the best isn't it yeah 100 yeah, percent. big fan of mizuki and i do think hype and bizarre like is a little underrated as well as a wrestler definitely yeah 100 yeah, percent I think bell to bell, definitely. Yeah, definitely enjoy seeing a hit. And so, yeah, that was another another fun singles match. Mizuki mm. getting the victory here. Foreshadowing things to come. Yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of fun there. Not heaps to say about that one other than just like a fun, silly, no DQ match, basically. Good laugh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I very much enjoyed Mizuki's cheekiness almost, you know, hiding behind the bin when Mazal went to get the bike <laughs> and then getting her with the um, uh, fire extinguisher. <laughs> I love how often bicycles pop up in no DQ death matches yeah. in Japan. It's yeah. great. It's really great. <laughs> I think it, re- it really reflects the angst of uh, motorists in the UK who, <laughs> who view bicycles as a weapon, really. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Interesting, though. I thought overall I, the pacing of this card is pretty good. Mm. Um, oh, it's such an easy watch. You're talking about the variety. And yeah, yeah. there was a lot of that here. I think if I 
With the benefit of hindsight, the only change I would make is I would swap the tag title match for the one two million match. Yeah. I, that was the only thing because sure. purely because the tag title match was a slightly slower paced affair and the pop title match wasn't slow, but the first portion of it was in terms of the it was it was technical and the build up yeah. was slower. And I think it would have been a nicer refresher to mm. have that pacier match before that one just to, but again you don't know these things until they happen um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't egregious but just with the benefit of hindsight oh absolutely with my phd in hindsight and masters in retrospect that would be the one i'd go for yeah and then the six person tag match with max Rika, <laughs> taking on aja Pomharjuku Raku. yeah what well, again you know like coming straight off the back of the extra silly uh, no DQ match team Mizuki and Hypersau like this kept that ball rolling almost. Mm, um, mm. So much fun. You know, you had the two big powerhouses in Max and Aja, and then basically everybody else uh, on the team is just wanting, having nothing to do with, running with them. Scared. You know, yeah. like even their own teammates for the most part running scared. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting as well because, you know, Rika is a bit of a killer. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well. But yeah, didn't want any part of it. No, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun, wasn't it? It's just good. Good personalities in there. Mm. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I'd love to see Max versus Aja at some point. Singles. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, and I just great. I just really loved post-match, the continuing brawl uh, to the tune of uh, Rika's theme tune. So great. So great. Yeah. And actually the commentary guys saying that, why are the rest of them still out there? It's not their fight. <laughs> Just leave it. Yeah, Get out yeah, of the yeah. way. So yeah. yeah, it was really good. It was exactly what it needed to be. You know, I think there was a lot of excitement, you know, when this one was announced. And yeah, really enjoyed. I think everybody in this match played their part to perfection. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the tag team match, uh, one to million versus Hikari, Noah and Riho. So much talent. Yeah. Killer match. Really, really good. Ito and... Me and Master are just such a good team. Yeah, oh, they so they feel kind of next yeah. level, really. And um, just really pleased to see uh, Noah having a sort of somewhat marquee match, just because it's it has felt a little like she dropped yeah. when since she dropped the International Princess title that you know there hasn't been anywhere near as much kind of focus on on her. Yeah, which is a really shame because I I think she's you know a future top star for the promotion. I think so too, and in many ways, Mia Watanabe and arguably Suzumi have kind of leapfrogged her. Mm, I'd say so. It certainly feels like it, doesn't it? But this was a good showing. Um, she did She did get, she was the one that took the fall or you know, tapped out to Ito. That killer, was it the Ito Deluxe? Yeah, Ito um, Deluxe, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's brutal. And that, you know, there's no shame in tapping out to that. But I feel like there's unfinished business. Like I love it when those two wrestle, yeah. you know, Makito and Noah. And I, I do feel like there's more to come there. Definitely. That's an ongoing story. Do you think that's one of the uh, things that I really like about Ito in TJPW? Like there's kind of, you know, she has kind of bubbling under like, you know, rivalries with a whole slew of different people. So many people, because you think that, you know, this, there's a story with Yuki Araya at some point, mm-hmm. you know, with the sort of a reversal of her story with Mizuki. Yeah. You know, so you know, whom she also still has issues with in a in a sense. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Even what she's got going on with you know Yamashita now, Yamashita, like them being yeah. a, you know, they've always been sort of a, a odds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of feel like in this match, it felt to me anyway as if out of the two of them, Ito was 
the killer she was the power mm. you know more so than Yamashita was which surprised me but you know when she was flinging her head around and I, it's one of my favorite things in wrestling I love silly things like that that you know regardless of what happens nobody can win a headbutt contest with Makita <laughs> it was like the whole Samoan thing yeah. for a long time yeah. it's great I, it I is, love just silly wrestling things like that yeah that's perfect after they accidentally Maki <laughs> and me accidentally collide heads and she's just like fine yeah yeah it didn't bother her at all yeah great little moments but you know she seemed like the bigger deal or the bigger, the, the stronger of the two so mm. I'm, I'm intrigued to see if something goes down there eventually yeah um she still needs that win that's yeah, the truth she, does. It, she absolutely know? does you know and just for me this match just really reminded me again just how good Riho is and oh. it's, it's a shame we don't see more of that on AEW yeah I don't know what they're thinking really but um I'm sure she'll be back. Yeah, I certainly hope so. You know, I think she's got so much. She's got so much to add. I'm just two thumbs up to all these competitors. Big fans of all of them. Yeah, really good match. My only gripe is the placement, but yeah, but that's in hindsight. In, in retrospect, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think from a promotion sort of perspective, it makes sense having your three title matches be the top of the card. It certainly does. Yep, one hundred percent. So you know, speaking of the title matches, you know, the first of which was the International Princess title match. Um, Alex Windsor in her second defense wrestling Miyu Watanabe. Oh, it was good, but it made me sad. Um, no, it was <laughs> like you didn't want either to, I didn't want either to lose. No, this was a, you know, it was going to be bittersweet one way or the other. I think on reflection, it was probably the right result. Mm, I would have liked you know, Alex to have done a bit more with the, with the belt, but also, you know, really pleased to see Miyu getting that first singles title victory. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm really enjoying the Alex Windsor worldy uh, run. You know that's yeah. that's been going on, and you know mm. she's got basically all the belts in England, and you know trying to spread that further afield. Yeah. So I would have, in an ideal world, liked to see that continue a little longer. Sure. But let's see. You know maybe there's 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 more to come yeah. with the Tokyo Joshi relationship, etc. Interesting to see where where things go for me now. Like you know who she defends against and how her. Uh, first singles championship reign plays out. Oh, she's just so good. I, she really is. She, she really, really is. How old is she? Like 23 or something? Something like that. Yeah. Just... She's so unbelievably good. It's just crazy. Who would you like to see her first defense be against? Hmm. Good question. Jessica Troy. Oh, that's a great shout. Because it's international. Yeah, Jessica Troy, yeah. maybe. Willow Nightingale is finally going to be making her debut. Just seeing that it's. You know, because that got uh, waylaid previously. Oh, really? Um, when's this? So, uh, end of this month, 29th, I think she's out. So, you know, perhaps, perhaps a match there. You know, have have Willow maybe win her first couple of matches in TGPW and then challenge for the International Princess title. I think would be a great first go of things. And I think Couldn't that more, I yeah. feel like they'd have really good chemistry, Miu and Willow. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that's a match that's been. Uh, that's been on a lot of fans' lists for a long time because we just want to see the spin, right? Yeah. We want to see, can she do it? What yeah. would it look like? We want to see the spin. Sure. Um, there's a, a wrestler in Deadlock Pro called Rachel Rose, who okay. I rate highly as well. Nice. So that's like a, a slightly more off the beaten track pick. Yeah. But, you know, why not? I also really want to see a wrestle Noah again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's not as international as an international princess title match could be, but still, I think that would be a lot of fun. I always like intra up up girls warfare. Yeah, is always, is always good. It. 
I think that's good stuff. But just can we just talk about the spin for a second? Because or the swing rather. Because I, I think she's the best at it. And it's no slight on anybody else, because obviously the big one's Claudio, right? Yeah. And he does an excellent spin, but I think she does it better. You know, she gets off the ground so much quicker. Mm. She does mm. this like kind of little hop with it, and then they're up and they're going. Mm. And I, I, it was just very impressive, particularly where Alex Wins are so much taller than her. Mm. I thought um, it looked really good. Yeah. It's one of those things I felt for Alex Windsor because as a as a tall, when you're in a, like a grappling match with somebody and you're you're the taller person, the for, for me, the worst case scenario is somebody who's shorter but just as strong as you because hmm. they've got all the leverage then and it's a, it's a right <laughs> old ball ache and you kind of felt that <laughs> that come into play as the match yeah. rolled on. Um, but yeah, it was a good story. And, you know. and nice to see Alex get a match in TJPW in Japan with her actual gear rather yeah, than get the cobbled full together. Angle. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. The full experience. She, you know, she just looks like a real star. She does. She's um, so good. You know, and I hope she'll be back. I hope it's not just, you know, these couple of matches and that's it for her in TJPW. I hope um, we see plenty of her moving forward. Yeah. I'd love it if she could maybe do a little tour, a little spate yeah. of matches. Yeah, there for a month just, or two. Yeah. She's just so great. Um, but yeah, so big fan of this match. Really, really enjoyed it. Not to say it was a bad match by any stretch, because I did really enjoy it. But I will say it fell slightly beneath my expectations for it. Like, I, I think my expectations were just absurdly high. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe, maybe that was a time thing. I, I'm not a big advocate of things going unnecessarily long, mm. unnecessarily long, but, you know, 10 minutes, 21 per cage match. It's a, maybe a little brief yeah. to put that into context. Ryo Mizunami and Suzumi went 11 minutes and five seconds yeah. per cage match. So, you know, maybe could have done with a few extra minutes. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps that would have done the trick. Perhaps. But, you know, again, you know, who's to say in, in retrospect? Indeed. So, Princess Tag Team title match? Probably the most contentious match of the show, I think, you know, yeah. in terms of people's uh, feedback. Yeah, I thought some of it was a little aggressive, I must say. Um, some of the things I've seen online, but, you know, you, people are welcome to voice their opinion. I just thought it was a little bit, some of it was a bit over the top. Um, it just, for me, it felt structurally like things were a little off yeah i agree i agree i thought they had the heat on yuki Rai for so long yeah. like way too long and... and then the hot tag just didn't play play out and i think that really kind of deflated things yeah i do too and i, I do think it you know we, we just talked about uh the international princess title match maybe needing a bit longer i think this maybe needed a little bit less yeah um, you know you know it, is it just a case of Yukirai's relative inexperience or you know from your perspective what do you think went went wrong here oh it's, it's hard to say isn't it I, I do think what the, the big thing for me was that they had the heat on her for way too long mm. it just felt that watching it I watched it last night and it just felt like an age mm. that they had mm. the heat on her and I would say that she's wonderful with this I really like Yukirai and I think where there's two things that she does really well mm-hmm. um and one of them is it one of them is facial expressions generally you know i think she's she does kind of firing up really well she does kind of that kind of progression to, yeah. towards anger really well and, and she and the the second thing is i think she sells really well mm-hmm. i think she she does sort of it, it, transmit that pain well I'd, I'd like to see that go further you know my from my fleeting knowledge of actually being in a ring a lot of it's quite inwards and i'd like to see her kind of throw that out a little bit more but that's a really yeah. needlessly technical point um 
from someone unqualified yeah. to make it. Um, but you know, I thought just yeah, structurally, it's just a little. It was just a little slow. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It. I like the uprising. I, I do. I particularly like Rhea. Um, yeah. I, I do like Nightshade, but not to the same. She's not extent. quite on the same level as as Rhea. Like she's so. very good, but she's not. She, but Rhea's would, just been doing it for so long and is is so talented. Yeah, and I would say that it just um, it's not it's not the best I've seen them. No, I think it's probably the, the way I put it. Was it just an off night for whatever reason? I just don't think it clicked to the same level that you'd hope for, and you know. I, I don't I barely remember seeing Saki Akai in the match. Again, yeah. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. But it, I barely remember seeing her. And mm. it just felt like a the bulk of it was getting the heat on UKRI. So I just think structurally it was too it sank too low in terms yeah. of that holding that kind of bit. There wasn't yeah. enough of the of the high spots or the, mm. the positive, mm. uh the, the fire from the baby faces. Yeah. So well, you know, you know I certainly hope uh whatever the um you know response to this match that it's not the last we see of nightshade or Rhea um in a tjpw ring no definitely not so and again I, I think some of this does get comes out in the wash if it's a little bit earlier in the card and maybe a smidge shorter yeah or you know it, what i mean, I mean yeah. even if you have this beneath the international princess match i think it probably would have gone over um a little bit better yeah, maybe. I guess what I'm thinking is perhaps that the one to million versus no Rio match was. Yeah, if that had been in this spot, I think. Like it, you know, you, you, if you're kind of comparing the two, whether then you kind of want to see the one that's slow or. Not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think it, it, it outshone it a little bit in mm. terms of tag team matches. And yeah, but. Absolutely. I don't think, I really don't think we were being negative on it. I don't think it was as bad as people were making out. No. I don't think it was particularly bad at all. It was a perfectly good match. It was just less punchy than some of the other ones. Definitely, you know, it was yeah. more steeped in heat as opposed to anything else. So, yeah. You know. Lesser compared to the stuff around it, but by no means a bad match. Definitely. Definitely. And then uh, moving on up to the uh, the pop title match. Yep. Uh, rematch from this year's uh, Cyberfight Festival. We had uh, Shoko Nakajima defending against Yuka Sakazaki. And yeah, hell of a match. Yeah, I you thought know, it was really just good. Just exactly what you'd expect from these two. Pretty much, yeah. Interestingly, though, I don't know about you, but I thought just from the, the way this was constructed early doors, I mm. thought the, the result was never in doubt to me. It oh, really? Felt, it just felt like you could almost see it in Shoko's eyes, like she kind of knew this is, this is it. And, mm. you know, Yuka just seemed so unfazed and the fact that she rarely went for pinfalls particularly after big moves mm. you know as the match wore on you know she didn't really go for a pinfall until like the splash at the end sure. and that was the, i think that was the i think that was the second to last move it was mm. the ultimate move like in terms of big moves anyway sure, sure. and it just felt like she was more intent on hurting her <laughs> than um that you know this was more murder yuka than it was you know super friendly yuka and I, th- I I think um, you know Shoka was on the back foot as a result. Sure, which is great. I liked it. I've definitely come around on your interpretation that Yuka Sakazaki is just incredibly scary. Oh, she's terrifying. Yeah, she's terrifying. <laughs> and I think the 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 way she changed up her gear and her hair even mm. kind of punctuated that really. Um, and I think the fact that Shoko has a tail almost made it look like a wild animal being chased through a wood by somebody with an axe. <laughs> There was a real kind of danger, jeopardy to this. 
But yeah, she's a killer, man. She's yeah. an absolute killer. She's the last person I'd want to no. wrestle. <laughs> uh, so, you know, overall, what, what have you made of this uh, Nakajima title run? So she won it back in March, mm. uh, defeating Yamashita, and has made made four successful defenses against Yuki Aino, Hyper Mazel, Yuka Sakazaki, and Rika Tatsumi before now dropping it to yuka in a second defense against her yeah it's been all right hasn't it i think it's been pretty good i don't know that i've ever fully invested in the idea as her being the the top wrestler yeah you know i think this is all sort of in character but uh, i've always felt that she you know had a had a particularly good day at the office beating yuka and yeah and that you know yuka your master but probably still above her in the overall mm, pecking the order. The hierarchy, yeah. You know, with other folks snapping at heels like a Mizuki or what have you. But, you know, I think, it, look, great great match quality. You can't argue that. And I, th- I think overall it was a fun reign with somebody a little bit yeah. different. So you know, no complaints yeah. from me. Yuka winning it back, okay. Feels like we're going back to the Mizuki story, which is fine if that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to see Mizuki win it. I think that's probably the way, but yeah, I want to see I want to see fresh blood in the top here sooner rather than later. You that's know? something we've been, always been calling for since always since we sort of started watching. Yeah, yeah, I think that well, the the fact that we've talked about this pairing and some of the other potential pairings, you know, previously on the podcast would suggest that there's not a problem, but there's definitely there's definitely something something's yeah. kind of stuck. And I would like to see that refreshed. That said, though, Mizuki winning, getting the win over Yuka in a repeat of that. Was it last year's Wrestle Princess or the year before when it was our, it was our match of the year, wasn't it? Um, when she and Yuka had a, a title yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Wrestle Princess? Or, I forget. Um, but it's a super emotional match. And it was absolutely brilliant. So if we get a repeat of that with an alternative ending then I, I don't think there can be any complaints, really. That That's very yeah, exciting. That, it was the main event of the first Wrestle Princess. Was yeah, that okay, Suyuka great. and Mizuki match. Wonderful match. Wonderful match. Um, So if that's where we're going, probably not anytime soon. Maybe it's a Cyber Fight Festival thing, because mm. you'd imagine that Yuka would have it for a bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's really interesting to me, like looking back at the um, title history of um, the Princess Princess title. So this, you know, Yuka's the sort of 11th champion in her now third reign mm-hmm. and ending Shoko's second reign. But both of Shoko's reigns have been ended by Yuka. Interesting. And isn't there some sort of connection with Yuka and Miyu as well in terms of title reigns? Yeah, so two of um, Miyu's reigns have been ended by Shoko. Interesting. So there's, there's a real sort of three-way dance. So yeah. it's, in- it's interesting that like certain certain wrestlers invariably beat certain wrestlers for, I kind of like time. that though because yeah. you get that a lot in MMA and boxing yeah. you get folks that just have your number yeah. you know, John Jones, Daniel Cormier is probably the best example of that You know, DC was better than everybody else in the light heavy division but he just couldn't yeah, beat yeah, Jones, yeah. It's, so it's interesting so basically it this is the second time that the title has gone Miyu, Shoko, Yuka so we had back in 28 so Miyu had a reign 2018 to 2019, a 484-day reign, Crikey. ended ended by Shoko, and then Yuka then beat Shoko. And then we had the... So this was basically when we started, almost 
around when we first started watching uh, Rika Tatsumi. Mm. And then from Rika, it went back to Miyu. And then it's going Miyu, Shoko, Yuka again. So history would suggest that an outsider is due to win. Y- yes. And then, it, and then the cycle begins yeah. again. <laughs> so Mizuki, avoid that Miyu master match with everything you've got when you eventually win the belt. So yeah, it's interesting as well because it was Rika Saki who defended, who defeated Yuka it for to start her first reign. It was Rika Tatsumi who beat Yuka to start to end her second reign. So yeah, it'd be really interesting. Yeah, if history repeats itself and it's somebody new, like a new, like a first-time champion mm. defeating Yuka, like there's yeah, there's just a certain kind of dance that the Princess of Princess title does. It seems it does seem that way. But yeah, I think um, you know, smart money's on Mizuki winning it now. Yeah, I would love to see that. I think I think that's the maybe the Cyber Fight Festival. I would think so. And then let's go. Let's pull this damn trigger and get the truth in there. Mia Watanabe versus Mizuki at Wrestle Princess for this time next year. Giant spins her out of the ring. She whirling <laughs> candies as she flies out. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be wild. There we go. That's booking for a year. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Yeah. And in so... the meantime, Ito Chan needs to get her win back over Miyu. Noah and Suzumi need to be battling for the international princess title, and we'll figure the rest out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was Wrestle Princess Free. There we go. I think a really fun show. You know, maybe. You know, in terms of overall match quality, high, but not as high as some of the previous Wrestle Princesses, but like certainly more singles matches, which you know I'm I'm into. Yeah, same here. I'm happy about that, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that assessment, 100%. Further cementing TJPW is one of my favorite promotions to watch. You know, just ne- never, never a dull moment. You know, just would like to see a bit more movement in the in the top title. 100%. Perhaps. 100%. Um, okay, uh, we'll be back after this with a little bit of chat about other stuff. And we're back. Woo! So, wrestling news from, well, I'd say I'd like to say around the world, but mostly Japan. We're just uh, talking about New Japan. Yeah, yeah there's, 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 been some, there's been some news coming out of uh, old so, New Japan this week. Yeah. 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 Huge nude news. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, a few different bits and bobs. I, I wanted to get your view on this new new championship. The NJPW World TV title. Mm. Talk to me, Gary. What are we thinking? <laughs> so remind me, what are the what are the rules surrounding this that they've announced? It's is it 10, 10 or fifteen minutes? Fifteen minutes. All tournament matches will be contested under a fifteen minute time limit. Um, so this is for the initial tournament. Uh, there are no buys in the tournament, and if a match goes the fifteen minute distance, decisions will be made via coin toss. Uh, the only way for a wrestler to control their fate is to try and pick up the win as fast as possible in this high-paced title tournament. So I heard the guys on the Observer radio show saying that this is, in theory, supposed to be New Japan's take on the high-speed title. Okay. Hence the the shorter, the the, the narrower time yeah. limits. Um, it's kind of interesting it's can we talk about the belt for a second yeah of course have you seen the belt i have yes what did you like it it's different it's it is different it is different i'm not sure i dig it i can't quite work it out it's, like I the strap know. color is a bit weird and the center plate is it's just the logo just a square i'm struggling with the logo that's yeah. the issue for me i don't 
it's I think it's rare that a company has made a belt that centers around a logo that has looked attractive. And I don't mm. know why that is. The original UFC belt, I would say, is an exception, but that was a really nice belt. Um, but generally speaking, like the TNT is not bad, is it? It's quite nice, but I don't know. I think it looks very, I don't know, it takes you back a bit, you know, it's a bit, it's like a like an like a sponsor on a football show. Yeah, it you know feels I mean? a bit cheap. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, one hundred percent. And a little bit, a bit basic, but mm. it's all right. It's different. Um, I don't love it, but who knows? Maybe I'll warm to it as I once I see it. Yeah, you know, strapped around whoever takes the takes the belt. But sure. Yeah, my initial instinct was like, oh, I don't know about that one. But I do think. You know, I feel like more belts have been created this year than in any calendar year previously. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and my take home from that is it's very difficult to make an attractive belt. Mm. Um, yeah, not an easy job. No, and same with logos as well, for that matter, but certainly with belts. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get it right, and I'm not sure they have. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, the, that, the tournament to crown the first champion has started today. Yeah. Um, and is going to run all the way through to the uh, 4th of January, Wrestle Kingdom. You know, where the first champion's gonna be gonna be crowned. Who who do you think takes it? Or who would you like to see take it? Yeah, okay. So let's just run through the field a second. So we got David Finley, Kanamaru, Alex Zane, ZSJ, Yoshihashi, Jeff Cobb, Hanare, Evil Sonada, Taichi, Goto, Kenta, Ren Narita, Ishii, Yano, Great Okan. So Ren Narita is probably the one that sticks out, mm. but he's got Ishii in the first round. Yeah, not R. sure. I like Ren. his chances, <laughs> but he's probably, you know, he he would be one that I'd give some serious thought to. Alex Zane would be nice. Yeah, I quite like Alex Zane. Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because you want to start off with a bang, so then you're looking at the the bigger names: your ZSJs, Cobb. Taishi, maybe? Yeah, I think Penta? Cobb, could, Cobb oh. could be really fun, you know, just having like 10 minute sprints. Yeah, Cobb and 10 minute sprint, kind of Samoa Joe in the X Division style. Yeah. That would be quite good fun. So, yeah, I, I'll say Ren Narita in an ideal world, but then say Jeff Cobb is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a mighty big, it's a mighty tough field for Narita. Yeah, because who would he fight? If he beat Ishii, he'd have to fight the winner of Yano and Great Okan. Which could go either way. Yeah. Um, but then it's going to get really sticky after yeah, that. Yeah. Then it's, yeah. you know, like a Kenta or a Goto or a Taichi or a Sonata for him. Yeah. He's in trouble. But I'd, I'd like to see it because I feel like Renderita's been building. So yeah. if we're approaching time to pull the trigger, whatever that might look yeah. like. But so, yeah. So that's, that gives us one match definitely for. Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. And then the other match that we know now is absolutely definite for Wrestle Kingdom is uh, Okada challenging Jay White for the top honors in New Japan. Yep. How yep. are we feeling about that one? I'm feeling like it'll be an excellent match because they're always excellent matches. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know that I'm super excited yeah, about it. Exactly. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we're not. It'll be technically excellent, but it's, yeah. it's not necessarily on the day it'll be great yeah no doubt i'm sure it'll be excellent it doesn't make me want to go out of my way to necessarily watch the show no no which really feels like what the 
top match should be. There's a lot of um, financial markets have seeped into Japanese pro wrestling. There's a lot of stagflation going on at the second. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, how can you not be upbeat about an Okada J White match? It's clearly going to be very good, but it's just we've, we've done it, haven't we? We've yeah. done it a lot, and I don't know. We'll see. I think this this run for Jay White's been pretty useful for him. Up to, uh, you know, a main event level and feeling like a big deal. Mm. Yeah, see. after be, you know, kind of being unavailable for quite, you know. Yeah, it's, it kind of worked. Is it worked well for from that perspective? Where do we go from here, though? Do we give it back to Okada straight away? You know, I'm a big proponent of a Okada with a title. I just feel like that makes things right mm. in the world but by the same token it wasn't that long ago that he had it so do we go back to that already i don't know the thing with wrestle kingdom now is although we know this is night one or this is a match you know for wrestle kingdom there are multiple nights things can change so yeah i think it's unlikely that there's any big changes now to, to that match i think it's kind of kind of set post declaration of power but you know we so had is that night one or night two that one? There's, there's only one night this this year oh, there's only one night this year oh, yeah thank god for that but yeah so it was jay white beating okada for the title back at dominion earlier this mm. year they they've they wrestled a fair f- few times yeah it'll be good but it's a little uninspiring which sounds ridiculous but yeah they're in the four-way at um Vindor as well so you know they've kind of wrestled pretty frequently for for the belt yeah this is this is the difficulty sometimes isn't it with um new japan i think certainly in recent years uh yeah they need to need to freshen things up a little bit Mm. i think you know so it's not like they wrestle all the time but you know they're just more than anything there's just not that many singles matches outside of the G1 climax going on between top stars. So no, no. You know, you don't want to see the same ones. I wouldn't say like beating a dead horse is the wrong way of putting it, but you know, and then it was, you know, Okada beat Jay White for the title back in 2019. You know, so they've they've wrestled twice back in 2019. You know, so I guess it's fresh in it's it's all on a sliding scale, isn't it? It is. Like it'd be it would be like fresh in like a WWE constant rematches kind of way, but it's less fresh on a, you know, main eventing biggest show of the year kind of way. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, because New Japan have done well this year in terms of elevating people. I yeah. think, you know, Tamatonga LP, yeah. you know, spring to mind. Mm. I mean, Shingo was already at that level, but you know, he's been kind of kept there at very least. And, you know, Osprey's still a big deal. So they have got other people. And, you know, I do think having LP and Tama slightly bigger deals in the single ranks really helps. Yes. Um, it's fun and it, it gives them options. But yeah, I don't know. Just look, it's gonna be it'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, and I know. do think at times it's easy to be less charitable towards New Japan because they are the the big big they're boys the big on the block yeah, out yeah. there yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're the big time you know so there's stuff that i perhaps would you know take poorly in new japan that like happening in smaller programs i'm just like eh. they're like the reverse and now at the moment aren't they their title scene whereas yeah. you know the title scene in new japan feels very fixed and yeah 
you know, there's only a, a certain amount of people that are really well, likely to win it. Whereas Noah, who the <laughs> hell knows? You know, who the hell there's, knows? There's got to be there's got to be a happy middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> no chaos or a new Japan. Oh, sorry, you're quite right. But you know, the, I'm not saying I was wrong. You know, there's a, it's just there's a very different way qualities mm-hmm. to both. But it's interesting how how polar opposite they are. But there Absolutely. we there we go. Um, something that is a bit different and quite exciting and you know i don't love random tags mm. um but i was quite interested in this rumble on 44th street show that's been mm-hmm. announced juice robinson and jay white versus okada and eddie king yeah that's a little bit you know oh, we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like fun i'm, I'm really interested in that um, i'm pretty into like unusual tag partners like that I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I just love seeing Eddie Kingston and Okada as a team. I'm deeply intrigued to see how they interact. (laughs) But, you know, what? it's fascinating, isn't it, how Eddie Kingston's career has just shot up in the last couple of years. And, you know, even this, okay, it's a New Japan US show, which maybe doesn't have the same prestige yet. Yeah. But it's still a big spot it's the main event of a of a big show in in the u.s yeah teaming with okada uh-huh. you know and they could probably have had their pick of AEW guys if they wanted yeah. an AEW guy there if that's what this is but the idea that they've gone for him i think is mm-hmm. wonderful I and mean, yeah it know, speaks volumes justifying. doesn't it yeah definitely. you know it's it's nice to see eddie kind of finally getting his roses 100 100 i had the pleasure of talking to him once for a, a magazine article to get some quotes and he was he's a lovely chap really nice one of the warmest uh wrestlers i think i've ever spoken to which uh, for listeners to this podcast will, will know. come yeah. as a surprise because we've had some very warm interactions but he was a very friendly fellow indeed um anyway also on that show is um shingo vs lp game on that'll be a goodie like that as well um i've i've forgiven lp we should do our best to watch that one yeah i agree yeah we'll do we'll, we'll do that um so this is on friday october 28th it beams live from Times square palladium in new york city so that should be a lot of fun indeed okay we've got some news uh as advertised at the beginning of the episode quite a lot of news actually so let's get into it yeah we've we've kind of been teasing it and then pulling back because well actually we're not ready like, we're not ready we're not ready we're yeah. trying to figure this out but i think we're ready now so let's go i think if we announce it then we have to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um we sort of employed a similar theory to having a child um okay so it's episode 99 today which means of course next week finally it's episode 100 mm. it feels like it's the gap between like 97 and 100 has been as long as the rest of the period yeah. but yeah we're, we're here we've landed yeah. episode 100 is here first and foremost thank you so much to everybody who's been listening up until this point and i hope you'll join us next week we're really excited we've landed a white whale yeah someone we've wanted on the podcast for a long time like since day one like somebody Basically that we wanted to talk one. to yeah. but we finally got him so we are joined next week by the one and only chris brooks uk star ddt star choco pro star calamari king yeah really, you know really looking forward to you guys hearing that one and in other news, not only will you be able to listen to it on the podcast, but if you want to, you'll be able to watch it as well because yes. it's going up on our brand new YouTube channel 
it's very difficult to kind of read out a hyperlink for YouTube. So it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, the link's in the show notes and will be, uh, if you go to wrestlingpod.com, it'll be in the link tree as well. So you can, uh, you know, get ahead of the curve and subscribe right away. So you'll yeah. be able to see that as soon as it drops. Yeah, 100%. So you'll be able to watch that one. And hopefully for future interview episodes, yeah. we'll do our level best to make sure they're all uh, video friendly. And we are going to be going through an exercise of uploading the interview episodes that we've done previously, the ones where we have permission to the YouTube channel as well. So yeah. do consider subscribing to that um, and you can kind of see what was going on uh behind the scenes i guess in a way you can hear so much and sometimes particularly with a lot of the japanese wrestlers um you you find they do quite a lot of stuff with their hands or, or funny expressions so yeah. you know th- there's probably a bit that you miss out on, mm. on, the, on just listening to it so i hope you'll consider doing that um we're also launching a patreon um as of next week as well uh you know we're 100 episodes in officially really excited about that and what we want to do is kind of expand the wrestling podcast universe if you like and um, with different things that we can do in different uh forms of content that we can offer and also it helps us keep the lights on here at wrestling pod hq as well uh with all the, the rising costs of the oil prices <laughs> affecting our zoom membership <laughs> but you know it would be we would be grateful for any anybody that would consider looking at that as well so that's going to be launched next week too so do check that out um but yeah so friday is a big day for us next friday is going to be big uh chrissy b on the podcast yeah. and on youtube patreon going down lots and lots of cool content coming yeah. your way potentially there if you feel so inclined so yeah next friday 100 it all happens let's get wrestling 100 hashtag wrestling 100 trending it's all happening not, but you know let's we're, we're gonna put it in there yeah. anyway you know we've just celebrated our second birthday as well you know now two years old it's all, it's all happening we're all uh, happening. hopefully we'll continue to grow with your support and be here for a long time to come yeah absolutely so anyway folks uh that's enough of the news for now we're gonna go crazy next week when we land on 100 um but in the meantime uh, let us know what you uh, thought of this episode. Let us know what you thought of the Tokyo Joshi Pro Show and what you think of the new New Japan silverware and so on and so forth. If you want to hear all about it, you can do so at the at the socials. We're at Wrestling Pod. That's Wrestling Without the E on Twitter and Instagram. WrestlingPod at gmail.com for an email and WrestlingPod.com for links where to listen. Leave a review if you'd be so kind or share it with a friend. Again, gratefully appreciated. And also our personal Twitters as well if you want to interact with us on that level too. And that about does it. Um, G, any plans for the weekend? Nothing too riveting. Just working at the bar and relaxing, perhaps uh, booking my flights for Christmas. Oh, very good, very good. Yes. Oh gosh, the... Uh... The time differences are going to come and yeah. spank us again. Oh my! Sorry, word. we can record the end of your list episodes before I go away. This is why we do Patreon because I'm going to need more coffee. Yeah, um, yeah. To, to handle this. Anyway, folks, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for being with us as always. In the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the graps. <laughs> <laughs>